Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Brother Sister Show. This is episode 28. My name is Anthony, and then I'm joined here with my sister. Olivia. <laughs> um, yeah, like I said, we're the Brother Sister Show. We talk about movies. Today, we're going to be talking about Fantastic Mr. Fox because it just came on Disney+, Plus, which is exciting. And yeah, but before that, we like to catch up. Um, sometimes we have a guest, but today we do not. So it's just us. It's weird. I don't when we should have counted how 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 many weeks it's been since we've had a guest. It feels weird, but familiar. <laughs> Same but different. But what's up? Um, I'm good. Busy. I don't know if I say that every time. I feel like I just repeat myself in our catch ups, but whatever. But um, yeah, super busy, but like in a good way. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I have some. <laughs> I, I never know how to talk about it, but I have exciting stuff coming up, and I will. <laughs> I I think I said last time I'll talk about it on this episode, but I'm not going to be able to talk about it until next episode. So, who's to know if I'm going to lie again? And then next week I'll just be like, next time. But yeah, just exciting stuff coming up. Um. Yeah, just working, thriving in isolation, and it's starting to feel. I oh, I hate the term "new normal." I really hate it, but <laughs> it's kind like that's like the only way to describe it because I don't want to get used to this life, but I kind of feel myself getting used to it. Like I have a good setup where I'm sitting right now, like on my. And my dining table is my kind of where I work. And I think I'm going to move my second screen to it. I was trying to avoid that because I don't want to like, I I want to keep my dining room as my dining room, but it's just the more comfortable area in my um, apartment right now. Um, So yeah, just starting to like accept my new standard. The new normal. The new normal. That should, that should be like a, a song or something, <laughs> a movie. Um, but yeah, but that's boring, though. Let me talk about what I've watched. So this I haven't been because I've been busy. I haven't really been watching anything like I feel like me and you have started to trade lives. Oh, no, you're busy now. But whenever you would like all, all you would say for catch up was that you had school. Like, I feel like that's me right now where I can't remember fully sitting down and watching something. Yeah. Um, but I did twice this weekend. I watched The Hunt, which was mm. recommended by a bunch of people. Oh, and you talked about it. Um, I loved it. I liked it a lot. It's fantastic. It was I the last movie I really saw fun. in theaters. I wish I would have seen it in theaters, but it's super fun. I feel like I, I just have a morbid um, love for, and I've talked about it before, but about just like movies about like killing sprees. <laughs> and this is a very campy, it's kind of like, uh, like somebody's talking to me about Scream the other day or um, like slaughter films. Like uh, I was talking to dad about Ready or Not. He just, he wanted to see that. I don't think they've seen it yet. But those movies are just, they're really fun because they're super campy and there's like a bunch of, music playing and whatnot um the one thing that i really love about the movie i guess spoiler alert now that i've seen it i can talk to you about it 
the one thing that I truly loved was how early they killed people off. Oh, yeah. It was so... I was shook. Whenever they killed off... Um, I think it's Emma Roberts, right? Oh, yeah. I when thought that happened, be a main part in the movie. And they did that brilliantly. It's so perfect. Because that's my that's my biggest complaint, is that nobody ever dies. I hate when they... Even if you have a, a big-name char- like, character actor, you should... They, they, they're not safe. And so the fact that she was the first one to die and the film started on her face, I think, right? It was like her waking up and it made it seem like it was going to follow her storyline, but she was instantly dead. Yeah. And the guy, our boy from This Is Us, he also died really soon in a really cool way too. Um, but it was, yeah, it was just super fun. I loved it. I love the ending. I, I also thought, I knew that there would be some flaw whenever they said, like, they found all these people that commented online. How do you know that's them? Yeah. It didn't make any sense. I also love the twist that this was the first time they ever did it. Mm-hmm. I love that twist. It just felt it felt really like, um, I don't, you just never knew it was going to happen. And I love that Betty, Gil- Betty Gilpin's character was, like, so badass. And I just love her as an actor. Um, but yeah, I'm so I'm so mad at myself for not watching it soon sooner than last week. But it was very good. I might watch it again because I've been really into just rewatching movies. I don't do that normally, but I've been doing that a lot. Where'd you watch um, it? Um, on our. Rent it? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, I... I've been like now's a good time to rewatch it for me because I started or watched that was like the last thing I watched in theaters, like I said. So before all this, be a good thing to revisit because I really had fun watching it. I got a link. I'll, I'll we'll talk off podcast about it. Off air. Um, but yeah, so that one, and then I've been watching in full. Um, oh, I watched a show that we or show a movie that we talked about off. I was I always want to say off camera off mic um a sh- <laughs> i'm losing my mind i keep saying show um a movie called baghead yeah. which came out like a long time ago i don't know when but it was like you can tell when you watch it it's like a it was made probably early 2000s maybe oh. um, and it's a duplass brothers movie i think it's one of their earlier movies that they directed um but yeah it was really Cool. I love watching movies that are it's kind of like creep where they're really low budget. And I think I've went on this tangent before, but I love watching movies where I they're so simple and I'm like, oh, I guess somebody who wants to make movies or write movies, it's really inspiring to see um, a movie that you can tell made or had like no budget, um, had only like five people in it. Um to see those movies actually be good. That's really nice. Um, so yeah, on the other spectrum of making me feel good of like the hunt made me laugh and made, it was a good time. This one, it's kind of like a, like it's an indie horror kind of thing. It also keeps you guessing throughout. Um, but that just made me like creatively, it, it creatively fulfilled me. Um, so yeah. But other than that, I've been consuming those two. I consumed those two movies. And I've actually been making um, a dance playlist. I've been dancing a lot on my own. (laughs) Which (laughs) I didn't think it would be as fun as it is. But I use this playlist for 
a lot of things. Like whenever I'm cleaning or cooking, it's hard for me to like want to clean or want to cook. Yeah. So it's been making it super fun. Um, so I definitely recommend it if anybody out there wants to like dance or just have like a dance break in the middle of the day or something. Um, upbeat music really helps. But, yeah. For sure. So I've been curating that. <laughs> how many, how, like how long is it right now? Oh, it's like super long. Really? I want to say over a hundred songs. I gotta say after our episode, our last episode, not our last one. The one with Emily, our sister. We talked about it's like Japanese what was it? Like hip hop or something? Oh. That stuff that's pretty hip right there. <laughs> I mean, maybe I'll add that. I've usually been adding just like songs that I already have. So it doesn't tell me how many songs. Um, but it's eight hours long. <sighs> I think that's, a that's like a hundred. Um, and it should be more because I'm trying to, I made it as a collaborative one with one of my friends, but we're having like technical difficulties, difficulties trying to figure out how to like have her add songs. So hopefully it'll be more. Um, but yeah, it's, it was originally made to be just to start my day in a positive light. But like I said, it's, it's nice to be like, oh, I don't want to like do the dishes, but I can listen to my dance playlist while i'm doing them so it makes me um (laughs) feel better about doing it rather than just listening to like a podcast of two people just talking like me and you usually i'll just listen to our podcast while i do dishes and i mean we're fun and all but or no the weekend (laughs) or stevie wonder no never all right but yeah that's me what have you been doing oh and then also tell me how your birthday was yeah, that's uh, I am. I'm 20, in my 20s. I'm no longer that's a teen. So weird. What do you mean? It's just weird. I mean, as I, I'm, I'm sure older siblings will agree. I mean, you are one too. But I, and this sounds really cheesy, but when I look at you and Homer, I still see those little kids. So it's very strange to me that you're 20, especially with this haircut you have now. Because yeah. you look like you did in middle school. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's one thing I was telling Kayla because we we started the or I started my birthday with a hike. Uh, she was like, "How you feel?" And honestly, I still feel like I'm 16. I just feel like a goofball. You still will. Yeah, even I don't when know. I'm 23 and I still feel like I'm 18. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, birthday was fun. We, like I said, I started the day off with the hike, which was nice to get outdoors. And then came home, I napped, and then we played Clue together, which was fun. We, because we play with you and our other sister, Emily, Mm -hmm. but over the phone, over FaceTime. Which is kind of difficult. I mean, next time if we, I, I would, I would do it again, but I would do it on Skype. Yeah, we got to find it better. FaceTime was not the way to go. And maybe we need to find a better um, <laughs> game to play. Actually, I do have a game that we should play that I saw gameplay of it. Um, call, it's called like the lie game or something. Have you heard of that? No. Well, I'll send it to you. But yeah. That was fun. It was nice. And then I just called my friends. We were on FaceTime. For the rest of the night. 
Any good gifts? Good gifts? Yeah, one of my friends, or Kayla gave me a bunch of good gifts. She gave me, I've been trying to find like a Watchmen shirt. That's what I'm wearing right now. It's a really cool Watchmen shirt. Uh, She got me a lot. She got like a solar powered power bank. Oh my God. (laughs) Like uh, retro Uno cards, sunglasses. (laughs) A lot of cool stuff. And I, oh, you gave me the Clue game. It's mm-hmm. an office-themed Clue game, which is very, very fun. And one of my friends gave me a Sudoku book because <laughs> I've been watching some. Uh, I've been watching some Sudoku. This, what? There's, yeah. Watching Sudoku. Watching someone solve Sudoku. It's just like middle-aged British man, and he's he's so funny. Their YouTube channel is called Cracking the Cryptic, but they just solve like really hard Sudoku puzzles or just puzzles. <laughs> Can you got... imagine me and you trying to do that? <laughs> <laughs> but he's so funny because he he always thinks. I mean, they are impressive, like the puzzles, because like just people come up with them. But he's like, "Oh, this is absolutely smashing! This is brilliant! <laughs> I can't believe they come up with this!" Like <laughs> it's. Uh, that's ninety percent of the reason why I watch it. He's so funny. Uh, but yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Work's been all right. <laughs> I have more free time now. Now that I'm not in school, because I don't have to. Like once I'm I'm done for the day, you know, I'm done for the day. I can just do whatever, which is nice. Oh man, that's the best thing about graduating. Is you just get to like at at four thirty. I just like okay. Don't fucking talk to me. <laughs> that's that's what I've heard, but I don't know. As an intern, I feel like I have to put in extra hours. I feel like I have to, because yeah. I have a project that spans twelve weeks, and it's it different done. though. Whenever is this interesting? Well, we have like a lot of college people, right? Listening. Yeah. To. Um, it's different. So when you're in school, you're you don't want to spend your free time studying. If you don't, if you're not interested in this the subject, because more more time than not, you're you're not going to care about the subject itself. Yeah. Even when you get into those classes that are for your major for your career path, it still feels like for some reason you just fucking hate it. And I think it's just the mentality of going to school. You just hate homework. Yeah. But I felt, especially with the like side stuff I've been doing, like I've been doing this mystery side project i've been doing stuff for the podcast stuff for um our mom's small business and just like kind of helping where i can with my friends but that work even though technically is like homework because i'm not it's not on the clock i'm not really getting paid for any of it it still is really fun to me like it's it's stuff that i'm opting into because i love it and so once you get into your job i i think even if you do have to do stuff on the side, like if you have to, I don't know what y'all, what you do code. I don't know. (laughs) Even if you have to do that, like on the side or out of work, it's not as bad because it still is, it's something you're passionate about. And I think that for me, it's a privilege. I can say that because I, I am in a field that I I think I did it right, you know, or I didn't do it. I got it right. I, it, there's a lot of people that go into certain fields and they get into their actual career and they they figure out they hate it. But I got really lucky. So yeah. I get to like 
during my day job, I get to do something I love. And then out of that, I get to do something I love. So it's, it is a different feeling. So you will be doing stuff outside of work. I think just because we're very similar, I think it's hard for you to just like have a bunch of days where you don't do anything. Yeah. It's definitely weird because I, I feel like I'm wasting my time when I'm not thinking about something quote unquote productive especially during the school year if I'm not thinking about like going through a problem or just like thinking about a theorem or an equation or something trying to like figure something out that I don't really understand I feel like I'm wasting my time like on the weekends I don't know it's, it's very weird to to make that transition I feel like it will be when I truly don't have anything to do like when I'm I'm done for the day head home from the office just like I don't have to think. I don't know. I, I think you'll you'll get into it though because it'll once you do a a job for eight hours straight, you're all you want to gonna like want to do is just go home and watch a really dumb movie. That's what I want to do. I get <laughs> so on the ride on the drive home from work, I would get so excited to be like, I'm not gonna do shit. I mean, I don't think I'm going to do that after I can actually drive home from work. I'm going to be like, okay, I have to go to Target and then I have to. <laughs> yeah. But it is nice to, and it makes, it makes feeling or like doing, knowing that you're doing eight hours of work or however long you have to work and then going home and doing nothing feels like a reward rather than you squandering the time you have. Yeah. So give or take, I don't know. I also feel because I've been done at five, I'm just like, okay, done. That that time from like five to ten, those five hours when I go to bed or before I go to bed feels like such a long time. So long. I during the school year, if or this during the semester, that, that goes by so fast because I have to study because I have to do all this other stuff. You have to eat, you have to like Yeah. It's it's wild. Got a whole whole summer left. But it's that's... nice. Though. I think you'll like it. Yeah. Well, now, well, since we don't have a listener, I do have. Maybe we can make this into something. But I have a kind of a controversial topic that I want to get your take on. What's up? And this is probably the most controversial thing we've ever talked about. I'm scared. <laughs> it's not. Um. So at work, we have this question of the day thing. And somebody asked for their question of the day. If you watch Netflix or streaming stuff with subtitles on. Or with closed captions on. Okay. I was the only person that said that I don't. Okay. I think maybe a few people said that they don't sometimes but i was the only person that said if it's not in a different language it's not on a majority of the time i do not but kayla does and i've gotten used to it that's so okay so I'll that's the thing that a lot of people said too was i think somebody said that they never had them on and then their roommate or something would always watch yeah. it with it on and so they got used to it I can never, uh, like, I have to ask Sebastian to take them off. I really? hate it. Like, I can't get, I, I will never get used to it. It 
bothers me so much. It is so when it's in the language I know, it's so distracting. But I I had to make a ca- like a caveat, and I said like it's I don't. It's not like I avoid foreign films. I, I'll watch any foreign film that's in a different language that's not dubbed. I'll read a subtitle, but I just it makes no sense to me to have them on when you understand the language. And I think somebody I asked somebody why they did it, and I don't remember who, but their their whole thing was that if they like miss something, they want to be able to read it. Or it was it was just like so strange. And I said, okay, well, my solution is pay attention. Like what? I don't. I just don't understand it. It's a very interesting concept. Like, not concept. I guess so. It's an interesting um, topic for me because I I truly do not understand it, and I don't know when everybody decided to do this. Well, here's the thing. People are lazy. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so. But how is reading a caption? How is that considered lazy when you could when listening is so much easier? Uh, I don't know. You have to you have to pay more attention. How? You I have to know. pay more attention when there's words on the screen. You're reading. I don't know what you want me to say. The the, the proof is yourself. in the numbers. The proof I is in the numbers. I don't get it. I don't get it. And I understand. Like somebody said, they have to do it. They have to have them on for certain accents, and I get that. I, I can't remember the last time I couldn't understand an accent, and I had to have captions on. For the most part, if they're speaking English, I can get it. Even mom, I remember we were watching this one show, I think like Taboo or Peaky Blinders, and she needed them on. <laughs> and I was like, it's just going to write out what they're saying. And if you don't understand the slang, you're still not going to get it. So I don't understand why we have the captions on. But yeah. I don't know. I think it's because you're watching in a different environment. Like in a movie, everything is dark and you can only see the screen you're fully immersed if you're at home your tv could not or maybe doesn't go to the volume that you want it to so you need an additional thing to to complement what you're hearing that's what i can i can see like i don't know i prefer i prefer without subtitles because i like to see the full image not that subtitles get rid of a whole lot, but I don't like. I think they do. In the grand scheme of things, they don't. <laughs> yeah, one of my coworkers had a theory that, or I guess I don't know if it's a theory, but she said that a lot of her friends that are really into movies, that are active movie watchers or seekers, I guess, are the ones that are more likely not to have them on, and people that are just casual watchers that don't really get into movies as much don't or they tend to have them on which i guess and i guess and we can move on because i totally forgot there is another breaking news oh there's so much breaking news do you know which one i want to talk about though is it it better be what i think it is (laughs) yeah it is you can just talk about it i don't know i have nothing to say other than why we don't need it the people got what they wanted they got exactly what they wanted. <laughs> I watched Rick and Morty uh, earlier today. Do you today. want to say what it is? <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh yeah. The Snyder Cut, guys. It's coming out of the Justice League. Zack Snyder's Cut is coming out. <laughs> Next year, though. I thought 
I don't know. Oh, oh I thought I guess... it was um Is it Justice League? Yeah. Oh, I guess I just never bothered to pay attention. I thought it was the Batman versus Superman. Oh, it has a director's cut. Never mind. Yeah, no, no, no. Justice I, there's no way you can cut that movie to make it good. I don't understand. I'm so excited to see it, though. And I'm going to try my hardest to not have a prejudice about it. I'm going <laughs> to try to go in with an open mind and see if it actually is better. Wait, sorry, okay. you're saying you're watching Rick and Morty. <laughs> and, like, Adult Swim will have... I don't know if you've ever seen it. Like, seen an Adult Swim show while it aired. But, like, in between the commercials, they'll have, like, text just talking about random stuff. And they had a picture of all the, like, main people from Justice League. They were like, this is just proof that you can annoy a company so, like... Annoy them enough to get what you want. <laughs> I just thought it was funny. I mean, <laughs> that reminds me of in um, I don't know how I remembered this, but in Community, the one thing, one of the very small things I remember from that show is there's a scene where, like, they have a lot of throwaway jokes, and Donald Glover's character says he mentioned something about that him and Abed have a plan. Where if one of them gets murdered, the other one has to stage it to make it look like they committed suicide so that they can get Firefly back on the air. <laughs> and that was the reason why they killed themselves. <laughs> and then it was a, I think they were talking, it was like a, an episode where they were filming it, it was like the office style. And he looked at the camera and he was like, we're going to get it back, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. That's that's big crazy, news number one. Well, I don't know big news number two, so I'm excited. There's a new Tenet trailer. Oh, I haven't seen it. Guess where it was released? Guess Fortnite. where it was announced? <laughs> Fortnite. What the hell? David Just told me it was told intended. Me, and I was like, "You, you're lying to me." Looked it up. <laughs> he was not. Just as I think Nolan himself requested, I think. I wonder, like, did his assistant come up to him and was like, "I got the, I got the plan." I also don't understand. I don't think it was like hit. I don't think that's his demographic. Maybe for it would make sense if it was like he was doing another Batman movie, and that's where they decided to release it. I get that, but Tenet, like those dumb kids, are not going to understand what's going to happen in that movie. I can already tell you that. I don't know. I don't know. And then David, I don't know how true this is. I haven't looked it, looked it up since then because it kind of upset me. But they said David said that they're gonna like. There was a rumor that they're gonna show an entire Christopher Nolan movie in Fortnite. <laughs> Just imagine watching Memento while you're. I hope they do. While you're. I hope to God they do, and I hope it's Interstellar. Mm. That would be would... so fucking funny. I'd boot up Fortnite again just for that. <laughs> I'd floss. Can you I'd imagine floss. if, like, you didn't even know the Tenet trailer was out, but Homer, like, came up to you and was like, hey, you see the new Tenet trailer? <laughs> and you're like, what? He's like, yeah, it's on Fortnite. I... Oh, I forgot about that. Have you seen it? I didn't watch it. I saw it. It was fantastic. 
I noticed though, because there's a lot of stills, or people are making a meme out of out of this one still of two of the characters, and one guy was saying, "Why in every Christopher Nolan movie, it looks like oh, like he goes up to the stylist and says, give them my hair,' because <laughs> Robert Pattinson in one of the stills looks exactly like him." Yeah. And if you think about it too, Leonardo DiCaprio kind of has his hair in Inception. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's all meant to be. It's just like they're like, okay, so if you just bring references, sir, then um, we can understand like what to do with their hair. And then he just sits in the chair. <laughs> it's me. It's me. <laughs> all right. Do you have any more news? That's all I can think of right now. I didn't go over what I watched because you cut me off. But oh shit, I'm sorry. I watched Fantastic Mr. Fox. I finished Working Moms. I'm all cut up. Good show. I didn't know that the main lady, Cat Christine. Oh man, I feel terrible now that I forgot her name. Catherine Reitman, maybe. Kate in the show. I know you don't know. Yeah, Catherine Reitman. Reitman. She like created the show, and she's like the main lady. And her husband in the show is her husband in real life. Which is, if you guys have seen that show, you'll be upset to know that. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I liked it. Four season, four season was kind of weak. Also a little bit shorter, but that's whatever. And then I started watching Avatar. Oh, the show? Avatar The Last Airbender, yeah. Oh, so Not- Sebastian. Really? <laughs> yeah, I told Sebastian. He was watching it, and I was like, oh, oh, I said, what is that? And he's like, Avatar The Last Airbender. And I was like, oh, I like the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen it, but it really made him mad. <laughs> Did it? <laughs> <laughs> or he not, he didn't, like, for real get mad, but he was like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> and then I just kept watching and be like, where's Dave Patel? <laughs> Dave. <laughs> Did I say Dave? Dave. Dave. Good old Dave. Uh, he's the only person that I know that's in that movie. I had no idea he was in that movie. <laughs> I think he is. <laughs> that's funny. That's that's all I got. That's all I've seen. Okay, well, speaking of Fantastic Mr. Oh my god. Speaking of Fantastic Mr. Fox, let's get into it. So Fantastic yeah. Mr. Fox came out in 2009. It was directed by Wes Anderson himself. Um... It was based on the novel by Roald Dahl and written for the screen by Wes Anderson and Noah Baumbach, which I didn't know. Yeah, I was surprised when I saw that in the credits. I mean, this has an amazing cast, but the top three build are George Clooney, Meryl Streep, and Bill Murray. Um, George Clooney plays the fox himself. Um, Meryl Streep plays his wife, and Bill Murray, I think, plays the badger. Badger, yes. Um, and Fantastic Mr. Fox tells the story of an urban fox that cannot resist returning to his farm raiding days and then must help his community survive the farmer's retaliation. It has an estimated budget of $40 million. Opening weekend, it made about $265,000. Um, in the U.S., it grossed about $21 million, and then worldwide, it grossed about $46 million. So it made its money back eventually. Okay, and from the critics, it got a 7.9 out of 10 on IMDb and 92% on Rotten Tomatoes and an 83% on Metacritic. 
So across the board, pretty good. And I actually have a fun fact that I saw on IMDb that fit well with the reception part of this movie's, like, uh, I guess, a recap. Um, this movie was critically acclaimed and even had a held-over run from Thanksgiving all the way through the 2009 holiday season, which is not... That doesn't happen a lot. Um, but was not a huge hit financially and not all that popular with general audiences. Which, honestly, doesn't surprise me. I feel like if I was a like an everyday parent that didn't really pay attention to movies, I, I think I would be kind of like... Not disappointed, but I would. I don't think my kids would like it. Yeah, like taking your kids to that is kind of a disappointment. If you're expecting like a, like a Zootopia. Yeah, this is a very artsy. I mean, it's a Wes Anderson movie. It's basically a Wes Anderson movie with animals. Yeah. But yeah. Okay, so I have a lot of notes. A little fun fact: Do you know he's from Texas, Wes Anderson? <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that. Wild. Yeah, and he, that's how he, that's why, like, Owen Wilson and Luke Wilson are in a lot of his movies, because uh, they're also from Texas, and I think they met each other in school, because he, he went to UT. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't know that, but. Very, very Austin kind of yeah. guy. Um, what's your All first right. note? Um, I... Well, I just love everything stylistically about this movie, but I really love that I didn't really notice it until this time because I've seen this movie a couple of times. Um, but the way that they reference that it's a book by Roald Dahl is that they hold up the book. Yeah. I thought that was really cute. I didn't, uh, I didn't know that either. Yeah, and then so we start with the fox. I don't remember. I think it's just Mr. Fox, right? Do they say his name? No, they don't. Well, I'll just refer to him as the fox. So Fox and Felicity, which is his wife, they we start with them on a heist. But before they go on their heist, I, I keep wanting to call her Meryl. But Felicity comes back because I guess she's sick. She comes back from the doctor. Um, but eventually, once they're about to go into the heist, she tells him. Oh, no, not it's when they get caught. So they're like, I think that's what they do. They just like steal chickens or something or steal birds um sorry my cat is like messing with the laptop um and while they're in the middle of their heist they get caught and that's when she decides to tell him that she's pregnant and that she that he needs to find another job um and then we cut to i forgot how many human years it was but it said in after it was like 12 fox years i think it was like a year right yeah a year or three years something like that but it's 12 fox years, and they are very domesticated now. He works for the newspaper. They have um, a home in a hole. <laughs> yeah. Man, one, uh, thing but... ab- oh, go on. one thing about this movie is just the music. It just fits so well with, with the entire atmosphere. Uh, I rediscovered this soundtrack when I was looking for music to play while i was studying and this is perfect for it and i have every single one of those songs in this movie saved i haven't seen this movie in a long time so it was nice to rediscover those within the context of this movie and it's got to be it's got to be one of my favorite movies of all time that's why i picked it or why we talked about picking it it's just just from the get-go the atmosphere is so unique unlike anything i've ever seen 
And yeah. the one thing I like about this movie too is that in a lot of movies nowadays, <clears throat> they do the an- animation is kind of so one of the reasons it's kind of hard for me to watch animation movies or to get into them is because you don't get that same dynamic that you would with real actors because most of the time these people are not recording in the same studio or honestly not even recording at the same time um but to get into sort of how they did the voice acting and probably why this is one of my favorite animated movies i've ever seen um is that wes anderson made it an important like thing that he wanted to have the actors and actresses record their dialogue outside of a studio and on location. And they were all together, too, in most of the cases. Because um, he wanted to use this to increase the naturalness of the dialogue. Um, and he said, quote, We went out in a forest, went in an attic, went to a stable. We went underground for some things. There was a great spontaneity in recordings because of that. And because... Oh, yeah, and so one of the examples... Um, of how the spontaneity of recording in this kind of environment brought a lot to the movie. Um, During one of the outdoor dialogue recording sessions, a best take was almost ruined by the sound of a nearby boat. Open to the randomness, writer, producer, and director Wes Anderson modified the scene in this movie to include an airplane flying through the shot. Anderson, Anderson said, quote, I think that I think it was better with the airplane than without. A flaw in the recording gave us a new idea. So I just love that even though this is an animated, well, animated, but like stop motion movie, he still used a lot of indie kind of ideas with it. Like, I I think that makes a, that signals a great director or a great filmmaker that he doesn't, that he brings that style. Kind of what we were talking about last time. Well, did we do good time last time? No, it was Lodge. Lodge. Well, when we talked about Good Time and we kind of were talking about the idea of like having the Safdie brothers do a, a like a superhero movie, I feel like this is kind of that, but with Wes Anderson, he was really established in his style and how he made films and him doing this movie in the same exact style is really cool rather than him just like doing whatever he thought an animated movie should look like. Yeah. And I love that he is so he's so singular in what his vision is that he can bring it to anything he does. Yeah, his his uh his camera movement, the side scroll, the dialogue, just, it works for each one of his movies, like the this whole side scrolling thing, but this one it, it just it fits so well, like the way it was done. Like without it, I feel like this movie would have been longer because a lot of a lot yeah. of that was used during like when a character when characters were moving when they were uh, going through houses stuff like that. And I don't know. It, I forgot about that during this movie, and yeah. it was nice to see that. <clears throat> One thing I also love about this movie is how lived in. The world feels I feel like in a lot of animated movies that I see it feels like once they introduce a part of their world to us they're introducing it as a concept entirely you know it doesn't feel as lived in or as much of a complete world like it should be um and one of the things that brought this 
idea to me was that it was the common language that everybody used. Um, like some examples were how they say somebody is weird. They kind of do that like like finger, like hand thing. Yeah. Um, almost all of them do that. Um, and the, also the non-fox ears, like how they would say, like I, like he said, it's been one non-fox year instead of saying like one human year. Um, or even I think after they were like digging, there was one time where they were digging and it said seven fox hours later. Yeah. Like I just love how they made it clear that their time is so different than ours. Um, and then my favorite thing about this movie and the dialogue is the wor- the use of the word cuss. Oh my gosh. I love it so much. What the cuss? And even <clears throat> if you go it's just kind of going ahead, but whenever they're in the um that like where the town is basically, they had graffiti and it said cuss. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. <laughs> During this viewing. And it's such a smart way to also keep it PG or whatever it was. PG probably. Yeah. Pro- I mean, probably. Yeah. yeah. I, I liked the. I I almost forgot that they were animals. But then like during the breakfast scene where in their, they're in their whole house. Fox or Mr. Fox eats and he eats like a oh, fox. Yeah. Like all like ridiculous. <laughs> Like I like that just... they do that too. How like there's shit going everywhere. He doesn't even eat all of it, but animals do that. They'll like, yeah. like by Ari's bowl, there's like food everywhere. I have to always <laughs> put it back in. And then he's like finishes and like pats his mouth with a napkin. And he's like, oh, thank you, and then just like leaves. Gets ready for his day. That was funny. Little things like that, and also we're introduced to my favorite character is Ash. Ah, uh, he's so funny. So goddamn funny. Like whenever she tells him to go to get up to go to school, and he's like, "I'm sick," and she said, "No, you're not." And he said, "There was like he gave like so many reasons," and he was like, "I just don't want to go." And she said, "Go get ready." <laughs> and then the dad said, "I like how you handled that." Yeah. <laughs> so many things about this movie. Um, and so we move on from that after he leaves. Uh, Fox is basically telling her that he, his wife, that he doesn't like to live in a hole because he feels poor. And she said, well, we are poor. (laughs) Um, But then he goes and looks for a house. And actually, this was a fun fact for later. But um, so the real estate agent that helped him find the house was actually the voice of Wes Anderson. Oh, really? Mm hmm. Yeah. I didn't know. Um, And so (laughs) me neither. And then I saw then the fun facts and I was like, oh. Um, and so Fox wants to buy this house and then he sees across the way that there's, I think it's Borges, Borges, Bogus. I'm pretty sure. Oh, Bogus, Bunsen, Bean. And all their farms are across from his tree house, whatever it's called. They like live in a trunk of a tree, basically. Um, and he gets the itch to rob again. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) like that one movie, um. Where that one girl says, I want to rob. What? Oh, I didn't watch it with you. I watched it with Sebastian. Um, there's a movie called... God damn, what is it called? Oh, I already forgot what it was called. But it's about these rich kids that just rob like Paris Hilton and these... Um... Oh, it has... <laughs> I can't remember what it's called. But as her, the girl that played Hermione. And there's a scene where she says, I want to rob. <laughs> Dumb. And so that's basically what the fox did. Um, and I want to take a little 
time to talk about the stop animation because this is very stop animation is very interesting to me um because it's so fucking complicated to do if you've seen parks and rec you know because ben (laughs) whenever he was depressed tried to do it and it took him i forgot how long he said but it took him days to do like two seconds um sorry my cat is like bothering me all the little intricate parts like Whenever they do move into the the tree, I mm-hmm. that's one of my favorite parts is is the not only the song that plays, where it's like it plays at the end too. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it without playing it. But uh, <laughs> the squirrels are so funny. The ones like the movers, how they're like. There's like the main squirrel talking to talking to them. He's like giving them all orders. Oh yeah, <laughs> I really like that. <clears throat> okay i have a few notes about the stop animation though so um so the movie is composed of about fifty-six thousand shots which holy shit that seems kind of low i know but either way that's a fucking lot of shots I, I feel like it would be more. Maybe there's some where they... I know that there's... I forgot. I don't know if I made a note of it. But there's um, the moment where a bunch of... Where they pour a bunch of water into the tunnels. That is the only CGI that they use. So yeah. maybe like that was made a lot of shots. I don't know. But um, so Wes Anderson wanted to make these puppets out of real animal hair. Um, And even though that meant that the hair would appear to ripple unnaturally in the movie due to the puppeteers handling the models. So I don't know if you noticed, but this movie kind of has a really distinct style that I've never seen in an animated film. And that I think that's part of it is that if you like look at a scene like maybe of like the them moving in or whatever, their hair is like constantly moving. And I kind of like it. Yeah. So I like that he made that choice because I think otherwise they would do something else. Yeah. Um, Altogether, 535 puppets were made for this movie. Mr. Fox had 17 different styles alone and each of Mr. Fox's styles had to be done in six different sizes. So he had 102 puppets alone. Wild. And it took seven months to perfect the first Mr. Fox puppet. That's just the first one. <laughs> it's wild. Um, okay, and so at this point, after they move in, where I think this is where they go. Hmm. So they kind of there's kind of like two storylines going on right now. It's Ash and Christopherson. Oh, we didn't even talk about Christopherson. So they have um, Christopherson, who is the cousin come in because his dad has double pneumonia and Ash <laughs> is such an ass about it yeah. the entire time. But Ash is kind of, I think he's just jealous of him. So he's just an ass the entire time. And he's just always grumpy. Um, so we have that part of the movie where him and Christopherson are going to school and they and Christopherson is so much more impressive than Ash is in like every way. Um, and then we have Mr. Fox who has decided he went to the badger i think his lawyer for some reason and they had like a fight um and then he decides that he's going to rob how do you say it again bogus 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 no it's b-o-g-g-i-s bogus oh okay 
One fast, one short, one lean. I have him as Borges in my notes. (laughs) So he decides that he's going to steal from them and he enlists the help of a possum, which is (laughs) such a weird character. Yeah. Kylie. And so Fox decides to revert to his old ways and by stealing from Bogus first, which Bogus, what did he have? He had the, not the chickens. Did he have the chickens? chickens, Yeah, because he ate 12 a day. <laughs> I like those little um like the descriptions of them where he ate like way too many chickens and then Bunce was Bunce the what did he do? Was it the small one? He was the tiny one he had yeah. uh tur or he had the muffin or like a loaf, but with like Oh turkey. yeah, the bread. Yeah, yeah, it was like oh no, it was like chicken extract or something like that. Like inside of it. And then Bean had apple cider. Alcoholic apple cider. And he drank. They like all ate like way too much of their own supply. It was very strange. Um, yeah, so that oh, was wait. phase one. Oh. I, I got it wrong. Bogus is the tiny one. Bunt. Wait, wait, hold on. I'm very scared now. Keep on going. I'll figure it out. Okay, so we're. Well, now we're on phase two of the stealing. So this is where they go to Bunt's. And yes, that's... Bogus is a fat one. Bunce is a short okay. one. Bean is the Got lean it. one. Sorry. Got it. Okay. Um, and I think this one, the these two, he's like... <laughs> so he's obviously not telling his wife because his wife asked him to not steal anymore. And so he's lying to her because men, all they do are is lie. <laughs> no kidding. Um, no <laughs> but anyway, so he's like just shit is just like appearing in their pantry and i think she obviously knows something's going on um so she's keeping an eye on him and then i don't know what's happening with ash and christopherson at this moment i think that's when he like they discover he's like an amazing athlete um and that's so for face, yeah <laughs> that. Whack that, which, which is like so simple so <laughs> so simple i love that uh owen wilson is the coach and he's yeah that's really funny um Okay, and so phase three is when he finally robs Bean, who is, I think they say he's like the most evil one out of all of them. Um, And Ash tries to come with them, but he's like, what are you doing here? How did you even know? And then when they're trying to figure out if Ash is going to tell, that's when Christofferson comes. And he's like, I don't know if I should be doing this. (laughs) It's so funny. Um, And then they go to try to get some cider, and that's when that bitch... Willem comes into the picture. I had no idea it was him until... He kind of has an accent. Yeah, I, I looked it up and I was very shocked. I was like, wow. I've seen this many, movie so many times, I had no idea. He's such a good he has such a good voice. Oh, yeah. He's that bitch. And so, that's when I think... So, Bo- Bogus and Bean... They, or, Bogus and... Uh, Bunch. Not Bean. Buns, I don't know if they do it. I think they like, they obviously know like a fox is doing something and stealing from them, but Bean has had it and he has a meeting with them about their fox problem. And that's when they decide that they're going to do something about this fucking fox. And also, while that's happening, Mrs. Fox finds out the truth because I think that's when they come back from their last one. And he's and he, so obvious. They have he. They all have the bandit hats on. <laughs> they still have them on. Oh, dummies! 
Because I think he said he was like covering an event or something, but he's obviously lying. Like I said, men just lie. Yeah, it was like a book club or something. And meanwhile, Bean found out where they lived and then he went to go. He shot off Mr. Fox's tail. Yeah, my note was like, so they found where they were and they shot up his house and somehow they don't kill him, but they shoot off his tail. Very strange. Um, And then they also, that wasn't enough. They also wanted to dig them out of their tree um, so the family has to do what foxes do best and dig. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now they're in the bottom of like the entire town, I guess. They just keep digging. Um, and then a bunch of animals have to join them because I, I, I forgot why this happened. I think they said they, for them trying to find the fox, they just, oh, because the three of the guys keep digging like in a bunch of different places to try to find him. And so that causes them to dig up a bunch of other animals' habitats. Yeah. Um, and uh, so they're all basically stuck underground with them. The animals digging is so funny because when they first dig, you they, you have like a kind of like a sideways bird's eye view. Like you're in the ground and you can see them digging. But they're all in like one line. Oh, and like they're a, like... They're all running, like moving their digging. hands. Yeah, it's really funny. Yeah, so all of them are down in the ground now because of the fucking fox. Mm-hmm. Um, and they kind of, I think, oh, and that's when they, they, they're all like starving and they don't know what the fuck to do. But then the fox has a great idea where he's like, let's just fucking steal again. It's and so, so funny how he they, figures out how the path to dig. He's just oh, he's like, like, you just have to get the vibe. <laughs> in the corner, he's just doing like, like whispering to himself. And he gets it. They get it. They steal so much. They get a ton of shit. And that's when they're like, that's kind of how I feel about the quarantine, where they're like, this is our new normal, guys. Um, (laughs) We're going to get through this. And so they're about to have this nice dinner. Also, another fun fact that I found was that, so the rabbit that's cooking and kind of ordering everybody to do shit, that's Mario Batali, who is actually a chef. And this was his first (laughs) film he's ever been in. Um, And I think, I don't know if I should make this statement if I don't know, but I think I think it was Mario Batali, but um, whenever the Me Too movement was like really at its head, mm-hmm. he, I think somebody accused him of doing stuff. I don't remember what it was, but I know there was accusations. And his response to it was, yeah, that sounds like me. Which, <laughs> okay. Bold statement. <laughs> Which uh, I thought hilarious anyways so (laughs) out of that situation um so they have this really nice dinner and then fox wants to make a toast but while that's happening um the boys decide to go on a side mission which why Mm. and they go to bean's house because he has fox's tail and so they're trying to get mr fox's tail back but then when they're there and they're stealing food from the scariest lady I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> and um, they see that the tail's not even fucking there, that he's wearing it as a <laughs> necktie. And then... Uh, oh, sorry. There's this one part, I think it's before that, when they're... Because Bogus Bunsen and Bean are, like, just camped out in front of the tree hole, just, like, trying to get, like, think of how to get them out. There's... They're, like, this is campfire, and there's... I think his name is Petey, and he sings oh, this yeah. song. That's my favorite. Oh. Every every time that song comes on the playlist, because that one's online too, it's it just I have to sing it. 
Zippy zippy zappy 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 yeah, there's so many that this movie is like was really hard to take notes about because there's so many little parts that I love. Yeah. And I only have two more notes because I, I knew what I would want to talk about and that yeah. this end is just so good. I just this movie has so many cool lines that I wanted to write down, but just could they the dialogue is so fast that it just kept passing and I was like, there's no way I can do it. That's Noah Bombach for you. I know. I I cannot believe i didn't know he also wrote this movie which it make it all makes sense it really does uh, yeah so they so the boys they go on they think that the lady is blind for some reason she's not oh <laughs> and that's when christopherson's like she has some sort of like cataracts or something <laughs> um, and then she comes back with glasses so she does have cataracts and he just knew that somehow um but yeah so they try to ash and christopherson try to run away but then Ash gets out, but Christopherson does not. He gets captured by the scary lady. Um, and after that happens, the men have the idea to flood the tunnels. Um, so they flood it, and I think that's when they get into like some sewer system, all the animals, and they're kind of defeated. They don't know what the fuck to do. And that's when also um, Fox has a moment where he's just like, this is all my fault. I'm such an idiot. Um, yeah. And I think that's when he also decides to go. He wanted to try to do some like suicide mission. Suicide mission to, when they went to go save Christopherson. Um, and they eventually save Christopherson. And I think that's what it was, right? Well, no. So they. So he goes for his, his suicide mission, but then the rat who is. Oh, yeah. Who works for Bean Security. Uh, realizes that that's not really his son. Christopherson isn't his son. Mm-hmm. Mr. Fox's son. So he tries to kidnap Ash, but then he fights with Mr. Fox. Mr. Fox hears the screaming as he's trying to exit, and then he comes back and fights him and oh, yeah, yeah. ultimately kills him. Which gives... was like a really sad scene. <laughs> it was. Because <laughs> like, they, were, they were like, you could tell that they like just in the context of the movie that they they go back way way many non-fox years back and then he's like all i ever wanted was some cider and he gives him like sewer water yeah it was really weird yeah this is good and then i really like the the way that the their facial feature like features are represented like whenever kylie's weird spaz out things happen his eyes are oh yeah instead of the normal his eyes they're like spirals and whenever the rat ultimately dies there's x's whenever they smile whenever mr fox like awkwardly smiles the teeth are look really funny <laughs> yeah uh, yeah he dies mr fox dies in, or no no not mr <laughs> the fox rat. the rat um mr. and then rat. that's I think that's when they go and um, devise a plan. Yeah, they de- devise a plan to. Was that when they wanted? Oh, God, I'm like, oh, that they still haven't gotten Christopherson yet, right? No, they have not. Okay. They, they're in the sewer and they they devise this plan to because the only way out is through a manhole cover in like their <laughs> downtown. Also, he was like, my one of my favorite lines is when. Um, Fox comes back and he's like, so I have an announcement. Suicide plan is canceled. 
Um, and then he tries to get he like uses everybody's strengths and he has this huge speech where um he uses everybody's latin names except for the possum he doesn't know the possum's latin name um yeah and then they go through the manhole and i forgot what else happened they like attack the town basically pretty much because so in Wackbat, the only thing i remember is that you use you light a pine cone on on fire and use <laughs> yeah. a Wackbat to hit it somewhere and Mr. Fox is this like legendary Wackbat player, so he they launch a bunch of fiery pine cones in exactly the the only flammable places in that town. Oh <laughs> yeah, like, cause a, a ruckus. Logs. <laughs> yeah. And so Mr. Fox, Kylie, plan to go Ash. steal. No, no, no oh, not sorry. originally. They plan to steal a little motorcycle <laughs> and go steal Christopherson back go rescue him, a little rescue mission. And then while they're on the road, they realize that Ash came with them. Another funny moment, because he's like, um, they're talking about their phobias, and then oh. all of a sudden Ash is like, yeah, and I'm kind of scared of needles. They're like, well, how did you get here? <laughs> yeah. And that's when they go kick Christopher's and okay, I was kind of turned around, even though I literally just saw it. Um, and so they eventually do end up getting him, um, and they get his tail back, even though it was like shot or not shot up. It was uh, the dog like ripped it up, and it, it looked it looks so funny. <laughs> but they got it back, and then he also um, faced his fear of meeting a wolf. And yeah, that was so they funny go back because he's like, what... I'm not scared of him. I just have a phobia of him. <laughs> and then he's like, wish him, wish him well, guys. Um. Yeah, and then they go back, and they're basically living underground now. And mm-hmm. that was, I think, my favorite. I didn't. I don't know why I didn't connect to this, or I didn't like think of this before. I, before today, but I love how he started off, and the whole reason that he wanted to rob these places was because he didn't want to feel poor and he didn't want to live in a hole. And at the end of the movie, they're all living underground. They're all living <laughs> in holes. And Bean and like the other guys are kind of over it, but Bean is still like adamant that he that he's got to come out sometime he's got to eat like we need to stay here and like stake this place out so we can eventually get him um but fox has a last laugh because he he finds like a supermarket for all of them to just like steal from and at the very end the last shot is it shows that the supermarket is a bogus bunsen bean supermarket so he's still he's still stealing from them yeah and they have a nice little dance. At the they end. do. Yeah, man. Uh, the one thing I got to say is I, I love each character's little habits. The spitting for Ash, the whistle and mouth click for Mr. Fox, Kylie's eyes yeah. zone out thing, it was all perfect. It fits so well with their characters. I love too that. That I love that <laughs> Ash is so he's my favorite character of all time. Um, but I really love this moment of when he, when Christopherson first gets there and he's like being an asshole to him saying <laughs> like when he, when they're about to sleep and I should have wrote down what he said, but he was just being like such an ass. And then Christopherson like sleeps underneath his big ass train set. Um, and he starts crying and then Ash goes down and he turns on the train set and he just sits there and watches it. And then Christopherson goes and sits and watches it with him too. Yeah, it I like that moment sweet. too. 
I think he says something along the lines of like, "Quit playing the sad house guest." Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Quit playing the sad house guest. He's so mean. There's also another um, fun fact I forgot to write down, but I just remembered. Um, after he he makes like some really mean remark about his dad where he says like well it's not my fault his dad has one foot in the grave (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah and his mom tells him you have she says you have exactly 29 minutes to give him um an apology and the apology that he does give him eventually is 39 minutes after she says that to him really in the movie yeah so i did not know that that's yeah, because he, he went to go meditate for half an hour after that. <laughs> but yeah, and then, oh, and then they show him, too, at the end. Ash is meditating. And he also has his good, um, where he's like a good athlete scene. He basically saves the day. So he, he gets a lot of redeeming in the end. Yeah. But yeah. Um, I have one fun fact, and also has a question with it. So... Roald Dahl's Fantastic Mr. Fox was the first book that Wes Anderson owned. His mother, I don't know if this is her name, but it says his mother, Texas Ann Burroughs. I think that means she's from Texas and her name is Ann Burroughs. um, Bought it for him at the St. Francis Book Fair in Austin, Texas when he was about seven years old. Anderson still has the the same copy of it on his bookshelf. Um, And my question is, what book from your childhood would you want to write and direct a movie about? Write and direct. I don't know. Uh, that's a good question. Do you have yours in mind? Because we could go to yours and then. Um, I have a couple. I didn't really. I didn't really read, or I can't really remember a lot of stuff I read. I know that our our mom, I have vague memories of our mom reading Harry Potter to us. Yeah, and even sure. though those are already movies, I think I would like to have my own take on it. Um, but I do have, I don't remember what they're called, but um, there's these books where I think it's like Treehouse books. Magic, Magic- Treehouse? Yes. I read a lot of those, so I would want to make a movie based on one of those. And those are just, like, so, looking it up now, um, let me read the Wikipedia of it. So, Magic Treehouse is an American series of children's books written by American author Mary Pope Osborne. Da-da-da. Series consists of two groups. The first group consists of books 1 through 28. Um... And it's just the same siblings that are going through a fictional town. They live in a fictional town and they go on a bunch of different adventures in their magical treehouse. And I can't believe that nobody's ever made anything from it. I don't even think there's been like a show or anything. So that would be cool to make a magic treehouse movie. Yeah. Yeah, I read some of those. Those are cool. Or even like the really, um, really short books that we read so like there's like when if you give a mouse a cookie or something or if you give a moose a biscuit or <laughs> i forget what they're called oh david <laughs> the, the yeah so stuff like those yeah the, the, that'd be interesting to see i came up with mine while you were 
I I would like to see more of uh oh man a series of unfortunate events oh, of a couple I'd like to see more of a series of unfortunate events I'd also like to I guess see slash make um a way better Last Apprentice which was a movie with Jeff Bridges as one of the main characters and probably the worst movie I've ever seen in my entire life. I was... <laughs> okay, so here, here's some context. That book series is 13 books, right? Mm-hmm. Well, 13 and like two others and that are related. And they spoiled something like book seven in the first like 30 minutes of the oh, movie. Oh, I forgot about that. That was a big controversy, right? Yeah, well, at least for me. I was I was super upset. I, I was devastated, actually. So I'd, I'd like to redo that because... I don't know if it was just because when I read it, but I remember it being, like, really, really gritty and kind of scary. Like the book. <laughs> Maybe it's just me being a kid or as a kid. So that, and, and then one more that I thought of was... Oh, man, what was it called? The Cabinet of Wonders? I haven't read it in a long time. I still have it. I just, I think it's about a, a daughter trying to save her dad because she's because he's dying. I forgot how. But that one's like a, that one's a nice book. I haven't read it in a long time. I gotta reread it. But that's what I'd like to recreate or make. You know, it'd be a good one too. Is if they made if we ignored the scary stories to tell in the dark, the movie that they made. If we ignore that completely, and if I could do it, it'd be fucking terrifying. Because I actually watched that movie recently. I forgot about that, and I was so disappointed. Those books are amazing, and they just fucked it up. I don't know how you fuck it up that badly, but it was yeah. bad. <laughs> have you seen... Um, did you ever read... Not have you seen... Did you ever read Artemis Fowl? No, I've heard of it, but I've never read it. <laughs> it's kind of funny. I used to try to read those books in like first grade and they're like they were at like a fifth grade level and I thought I was all smart so I would like rent those from the library and I honestly have no idea what any of that book is about because I I didn't understand any of it because it was too complex (laughs) but I was just like yeah I yeah I can read this but I have no idea (laughs) I read a lot of the Arthur books oh And those were cool, too, because I I remember that I think I don't know where I I learned this, but I think um, the author either hid his name or somebody's name in every illustration. In every book, there's like one page where you can find like an Easter egg of his name or I think it's the illustrator's name. And so I, I loved having to like find those. That's cool. Um, I'm I'm like going through a list or there's so many books, but there's also um, I just thought of one. Have you seen those? I never read Captain Underpants. Did you ever read those? And did you see that movie? No, I never read them. Oh, because I remember when that movie came out, I was like, oh, if I could, if I knew what that was, maybe I'd like it. I don't know. Uh, oh, Animorphs. Did you read Animorphs? I did not. <laughs> oh, to see an Animorphs movie. <laughs> I would want... Oh, there kind of is if you watch Cat. Oh my gosh. Babysitter's Club. I never read that, but I've seen the movie. 
Oh, and do you know what, though? There is this book that has been a mystery my entire life. And if somebody can tell me what book this is, I would be forever grateful. So there's, and I probably could, honestly, I probably made it up. But I remember when we lived in Alaska, I found a book in the library that didn't have a cover on it. I know it had like, it's kind of like, I don't have it with me. But you know, when you get like a hardcover book and you take off the like um, cover that's basically what it was. So I had it on the spine, but I, I just didn't, I guess I didn't take note of it. Um, but I read most of it. I think I might have finished it, but it was a story about this girl that had a dollhouse and she had like a bunch of weird like dolls would show up and like out of nowhere that would look surprisingly or just like mysteriously like people in her life, like her family or her friend or something. And she would play with them and Every time she would play with them and she would do something to the doll, it would happen in real life. So, for instance, one of the stories or one of the instances was she was playing with this doll that looked like her friend. Let's call her Jenny. So she played this doll with this doll that looked like Jenny. And she had Jenny like on sitting on the top of her bed while she was playing with her dollhouse. And then all of a sudden, she accidentally knocked Jenny over off her bed. And then the next day, Jenny fell off of a cliff. What? And I, this is so vivid in my memory, but I've never been able to find what that book is. And I've wanted so badly to find it and read it and see if I, if I made it up or if it's a real book. It's so strange. It was, it was literally like, Say you went into a library and you found a book that didn't have a cover and you just started reading it. And it just turned into like the weirdest story that you've ever read before. But yeah. What What the? That's all I know. I I just know that it was a girl that had a mysterious dollhouse that every time she would play with it, stuff happened. I think one time too, there was like a car... And she was playing with the car and there was a car accident. It was like, or maybe it was the car that fell off the cliff. I don't know. But if anybody knows and anybody recognizes what book that is, please tell me. I've been trying to find it for years. You haven't like searched? I have, but nothing. I haven't searched in a long time because I haven't thought about it. But maybe I will. Maybe I'll find it. The Dollhouse Murders? Maybe. If you find it. Was the lady's name named Amy? I don't know. Scariest thing of all is that the figures move to the exact places that they were in real life. Maybe. I don't know, but I would make that into a movie because that was very strange. That sounds interesting, yeah. And I've just always, I've always thought about that book and I've just never been able to find it. We'll try to find it. Yeah, I'll update y'all if I ever find it. But yeah, that's all I have. Do you want to tell us what your pick is? Oh, wait, do we want to go over like what our final thoughts were? I mean, I can't, we kind of make it clear. We just love it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I love this movie. Listen right. to the soundtrack if you have it. Will do. All right, what do we have next week? Next week. We have a very new movie put out on Netflix called The Loving Birds. Wait, wait. Nope. <laughs> no. Not at all. Try again. The Love Birds. <laughs> <laughs> I 
and they are loving birds. Yep, birds that boy, love each other. It's with their boy Camille Nanjiani. And Issa Rae. Yes. And it was supposed to come out at South by. Oh yeah. That's when it was supposed to premiere. Dang. I don't. I don't think I was gonna go see it, but I guess I can see it now. Yeah, now you can see it. Yeah. It should yeah. be fun. It's on Netflix. It came out. Like less than or last week. Yeah. Was, by the time you guys hear this, about a week ago. So yeah. I like watching new movies on our podcast, so that'll be fun. Especially, well, I think you've seen it. I don't know if you want to give that away, but... Yeah, I already watched it. Uh, That's why I didn't talk about it during the (laughs) catch-ups section, but... I don't know anything about it, though, so I'm excited because I don't have any preconceived notions. I've seen it i like before i watched it i had seen the trailer so many times i was kind of getting annoyed at it i've actually never seen the trailer either da, 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 da. <laughs> is that song in it it's so annoying <laughs> i'm excited i think it'll be a fun experience <laughs> i'm also excited to not sound secretive when i talk about what i've been doing that'll be fun no it's gonna be pushed back again and then again <laughs> And then we're going to mysteriously delete all of our podcasts. <laughs> I'm going to delete all of my social media social accounts. Media. <laughs> that all was right. a secret, guys. That was it. And we're kind of coming up on our, our year. I don't know if we like passed it and just never realized, but no, it's we coming haven't up. Yet. It is. I believe it's like July. I think our first one's in August. Our first episode. No, it's not. It's in July. Is it? We talked about this last time. Yeah. <laughs> and you were like, what? Yeah, we have some cool stuff. Maybe planned. <laughs> Maybe. We'll figure it out. But for now, just watch the lovebirds for next week. And we'll see you then. Yeah, we'll see you then. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, if you want to hit us up on Instagram with... I don't know, maybe a book that you would want to see that you watched it from your childhood. Maybe we'll post something on, on that. I never <laughs> You could do it on Twitter. You don't do anything on Twitter. I accidentally, or I woke up and my entire Twitter was logged out. Like, out of all my accounts. Oh. All my two. Weird, but you can follow us on our Instagram. All the harassing you do on Twitter. <laughs> all the harassing. <laughs> Yeah, from uh, everyone who thinks that the Snyder Cut should not be released. That's who I'm harassing. No, hit us up on our Instagram at Brother Sister Show and our Twitter at Bro Sister Show. We'd love to hear what you think. Write us on Apple Podcasts. Get help. So we can make something that you guys want to listen to. All right. See you next time.